Hello and welcome back to the Philosophy of Strength podcast. What you just heard there is of course the greatest theme tune in sports movie history. So I finally went out and got a proper microphone so this should sound a lot better. Today's episode is going to be the first in a new series that I'm starting called Strength Icons. And the basic premise of this is to delve into some stories about the lives of people who I feel really strongly represent a lot of the values that we discuss and promote within the podcast. And these people aren't going to necessarily be those who actually engage in strength training or were necessarily very physically strong people. Um, Instead, it's going to be about people who embody a strong mind and have lived a strong life. Because as I've said in the the past, um, this podcast isn't really just about training and the details of how to do strength training. It's about how to create a stronger mind which really in the end is what is going to help you uh, create a stronger healthier fitter body for this first part of the podcast i'm just going to play a few audio clips of stallone talking about what life was like before he found success um some of the struggles that he had to overcome because really he's going to be able to describe that a lot better than me just parroting it here so i'm going to play some audio clips i'll do a little bit of talking in between and then towards the end of the podcast i want to discuss some of the mythology that surrounds the crazy training that he did throughout the 80s and the 90s when he was preparing for his big roles in the rocky films and then of course the the rambo series that came afterwards so i'm just going to start off with a clip of stallone talking about what life was like for him before he came up with the idea for Rocky and landed that role. I used to sit in this little apartment and it was a room. As a matter of fact, the room was so small. I remember I was able to open up the window and close the door while sitting on the bed at the same time. It was like eight feet by eight feet by nine feet. And, but the one thing about that room, there was really very little distraction. So, so yeah i'm gonna be jumping in little bits here and there just to provide some narration of this if by any chance you guys do want to watch the full clip of this it's online on youtube just google uh, or just youtube search uh sylvester stallone motivation that should be the first one with the full interview but what's interesting here is that stallone is talking about really very humble beginnings but one key i think that we can all take away from this is that he set him up he set himself up in a situation where success was really his only option this is quite a common um method for achieving goals and one term that we could use to describe it is called burning the boats so this is the idea where you essentially set put yourself in a situation where your option is either to live in, in squalor and almost poverty or try to succeed so you can work your way out of that a lot of people who have really lofty goals for wanting to achieve something whether that's in business or athletics they mitigate the amount of effort they're going to put in because 
they're living in too much comfort. They have too many other options for if things don't work out. The person who has no other options is always going to be the one who works harder because they've got nothing to lose. And um, as Stallone is going to describe as he's talking, you'll see that it's no wonder that he worked as hard as he did because he really was very poor and this was his dream that he wanted to follow. I would sit there propped up in bed and I'd go out with my big pen and, and legal pad and just start writing these these stories and and most of them were, were, were very, very trivial. But there was something about the process of unrealized dreams. I was always brought back to this subject because I think it's one of the most enduring subjects and one of the most difficult passages for people to accept that they never were realized in their own lifetime that they just didn't get that shot so this is something that i think is really worth delving into there's two things here worth discussing the first is that he talks about how he had a process that he went through and that was his routine and really if you look at succeeding in any avenue whether that's fitness again business whatever it is that you want to achieve a goal in you need to embrace the process you need to embrace that the journey is really more rewarding than the goal and he had this process where he would just write every single day and he wasn't being overly critical of himself or analyzing it too much he just sat down every day and, and started writing these stories and so you know if we were to apply that to fitness the process is training it's going in and doing your training sessions every week making sure that you eat the right food every day getting enough sleep and making those habits the second thing that he has that i think is really important as well is that we get a little bit of a glimpse towards the end of that audio clip that there was something driving him which was this idea of unrealized dreams and this would go on to be the inspiration for the rocky film and really we all have to have that baseline motivation i've talked about it in earlier podcasts that yes motivation is not the sole factor that you should be relying on to push you through you do need those habits and that discipline that you form by putting in reps every day but at the heart of it all there needs to be some kind of internal drive that really matters to you that is making you set out in pursuit of that goal in the first place. Originally, when I brought the script to them, they were fairly enthusiastic about it. The one thing they were not enthusiastic about was me playing the part, and I really can't blame them at the time, but there was something inside of me that... that you know, this opportunity is never going to come around. And I really wasn't used to money, and I had no idea what I would be missing. But the temptation started to come forward. First, it was uh, 25 grand, then $100,000. I've never heard of 100000 because I'd had like $106 in the bank. And like I said, I had to sell my dog, and things were not looking very, very good. Uh, my $40 car had just blown up, so I was taking a bus to work. And was still... It, it didn't matter. I wanted to stick with it. Then it went up to 150,000, 175,000. It went up to 250,000. Now my head was starting to spin, and it went up to 330,000. And probably I heard it went up to 360,000. And I thought, all right, you know, 
You've really managed poverty very well. You've got this down to a science. You really don't need much to live on. I had, I had like sort of figured it out. So I was not um, in in any way uh, used to to the good life. So I thought, you know what? If I, I know in the back of my mind, if I sell the script and it does very very well, I'm going to jump off the building. So this is one of those things where you just roll the dice and you fly by the proverbial seat of your pants and say, all right, I got to try it. I got to just do it. I may be totally wrong and I'm going to be taking a lot of people down with me, but I just believe in it. So it's really cool just how ballsy this move was by Stallone. And I think a lot of people probably would have just gone and sold the script off because you're living in really dire circumstances with very little money but just like his character in the Rocky films he decides to take that one big shot and I think that really speaks to a difference between somebody like Stallone and maybe the average person who's looking for a victory he's afraid of not succeeding whereas most people are more in fear of failure and uh, I can totally sympathize with the idea of how it would be more painful to sell the script off and have it become this huge success and then have to live the rest of your life knowing that you never um, had the courage to take that gamble at the very end of our lives if we can still say, you know, we were never humbled, we were knocked down, but we got up, and I can say, I lived life with integrity, and I took all the blows, as the song says, and I'm, I still prevailed. I think that's a, that's a, a good epitaph for anyone. So that's the story of how the Rocky films came to be. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's a very unique story and yeah it's just something that's cool it's motivational it's inspirational um it's cool to know that the guy that came up with the story was going through something similar himself okay so with all the motivational stuff out of the way next i want to discuss some of the cool stuff from the the training folklore of just what Sylvester Stallone did in the 80s and the 90s to get in shape for those iconic roles. And let me tell you, he did some insane stuff. I was reading up on this and there was things I came across that I had never heard of anybody doing before. Uh, but again, it speaks to that work ethic and iron will that he clearly had for his craft. So um, let's take a look at some of this stuff. So in the first Rocky, Look, he has a, a good physique, it's athletic looking, it's certainly nothing to be balked at, but it's clearly nothing close to what he looks like by the time he's doing Rocky IV, for example. Um, so, I'm not really too sure about how he trained for that first Rocky film, but around the time of Rocky II and III, he starts training with Franco Colombo. Now, for those of you who aren't aware of who Franco Colombo is. He was a very successful bodybuilder in the golden era of bodybuilding 
um, which was sort of 70s uh, time period when Schwarzenegger was very big. Um, and Columbo was actually a good friend of Schwarzenegger's and he was a training partner of his. But Stallone had become a big fan of bodybuilding and so Columbo decided to start training him. And um, what's interesting is that Stallone, even though he seemingly was not, you know, a guy who had like the genetics of a bodybuilder, was actually doing the exact same training routines as Columbo. And according to Columbo, he could do very similar things to him. So there's a quote here from Columbo. And he says, Training was never a problem. Sly was very competitive and easy for me to motivate. I was still competing and was stronger than him on most lifts, but not by very much. So if I tried to lift a heavy weight 10 times, he would then step up and try to get at least 7 reps with the same weight. Then I'd go for 15 reps and he'd force himself to reach at least 10. I knew that by constantly leading the way and adding more reps and more weight, he would naturally do the same. By the end of our training, he was curling 70 pound dumbbells. That's a pretty crazy amount of weight to be able to curl. You know, even if you're arching your back uh, a little bit, that's still pretty impressive. And I mean, you can see it from the physique that uh, Stallone carved out. And he was doing serious amounts of training. So um, one training split that I found, and I'm not sure if it has the year listed here, doesn't have the year listed but basically it was a two a day uh, six days per week training split so there was an a.m. and a p.m. session now this is the kind of thing that like elite level athletes do so it's crazy that Sylvester Stallone was doing this just to get in shape for a film but obviously the results speak for themselves so here's a, a sample of that workout plan so Monday would be chest and shoulders in the a.m. And then in the PM, be arms and abs. Then on Tuesday, it was back. And then in the evening, it was uh, legs. Wednesday was chest and shoulders in the morning. In the evening, it was abs. It's kind of funny to have like full training sessions dedicated to abs. Obviously, that was an important look for Stallone. Uh, Thursday was arms in the morning and then abs in the evening, of course. Friday was legs in the morning, back in the evening. Saturday was chest and shoulders in the morning and abs in the evening. And Sunday was a rest day. No training on Sundays. So yeah, pretty mad. There is, if I count it up, one, two, three, four sessions dedicated just to training abs uh, in that training split. Now, I think Stallone is the first to admit that the way that he trains in the 80s and 90s was a little bit of overkill and probably burnt a mouth, um, especially with the crazy dieting that he was doing. So um, in one interview, he even confesses to eating burnt toast regularly. And uh, I just think this is crazy. And probably I would be someone who's very guilty of romanticizing this era and while there was a lot of good in terms of, you know, there wasn't a crazy amount of information out there like there is now on the internet, it seems like people who are into lifting were mostly just doing the basics and trying to get stronger on things. But you have to remember that when there was crazy bro science being applied to stuff, it was really crazy because there was 
barely any exposure to uh, a scientific approach to training back then so people were literally just doing things that they'd heard would work so i'm sure somebody must have come along and told stallone that if he ate burnt toast he'd be able to burn more fat or something like that and uh apparently he actually got down to a body fat level that was so low that it was a guinness book uh of world records record at the time so he got down to 2.9% body fat for Rocky 3. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, that is extremely low. Um, in fact, I would go as far as to say that that is actually a dangerous body fat level to be at um, for anybody. Um, regardless of how healthy you are, there are significant hormonal changes, negative hormonal changes that happen when you get down that low. Um, you know, we need a certain amount of body fat um, to be able to carry out healthy body bodily functions. So, you know, clearly that wasn't uh, what he was concerned about. He was concerned about entertaining us by getting as shredded as possible for his character in the Rocky films. But uh, in one part of this interview here, he talks about how he was so exhausted from all of the training and you know really physically demanding fight scenes that he was filming that uh, he would actually have to go and do handstands in the corner of the ring just to get the blood to go back to his head because he would start getting dizzy so he was definitely getting into the uh, the territory of damaging his health um, which is probably counterintuitive for some people because you would think he looks the picture of health in those films but as i've said before being lean and shredded is not the picture of health for everybody all the time um and yeah just the work rate that he was doing was crazy another thing i see here um a quote from stallone during that period i only ate very small portions of oatmeal cookies made with brown rice a couple of scoops of tuna fish and about 25 cups of coffee per day again you know like information wasn't vetted people would probably just hear things and uh then just go for them um another quote from stallone man back in those days i would do literally anything and everything to burn more fat recall sly quote i wanted to get as lean as possible i would go for long morning cardio which usually consisted of jogging or swimming then do about 18 rounds of sparring in the ring for Rocky. Then I'd hit the gym for about two hours. All of this while I was writing, directing, and starring in a movie. Yeah, I didn't sleep too much. You're bloody right you didn't. Like, you know, you can look back and, and criticize some of the ways that these guys trained. Oh, it might not seem like it was the most optimal or, you know, in line with the current research well of course it wasn't because there was no research in the um the you know public knowledge back then and also you know you can't fault this guy for the work ethic i'm sure that if he had have had the right people directing him to do things that might have been a bit more optimal he still would have killed it but i mean it's hard to imagine how he could have got uh, much more jacked than he already was Anyway, supposedly by the time that he was in his 40s, he actually decided that the way that he'd been training up until then wasn't very sustainable. 
were good for his health and he did change things up. So he's quoted as saying here, I can't believe the way I used to train, it took over my life. I honestly wouldn't advise anybody to train the way I did, certainly not long term. Uh, back in the 90s I began to train in a way I considered to be more effective. I really got my science and nutrition nailed down, I was in the gym less but training or but growing more. Uh, the physique you see in the specialist, for example, was achieved while lifting weights only three times per week. So, I mean, this is really in line with um, what I would recommend for a lot of people. Obviously, someone who is trying to gain as much muscle as possible would be training more often than that. But this is also a guy in his 40s, so when you have been training for that long and you have that much mileage on your joints it's going to be a little bit different but by and large uh, most people don't need to lift weights more than three to five times per week to um, get really strong and put on a lot of muscle and um, certainly if you're an actor and you're just trying to get into good shape for a film yeah, I can see how that would be a smarter way to go about things, especially if you want to have time to do other stuff. And uh, one last little piece of cool um, mythology around the Stallone training from that era. Apparently, when he was shooting the training montage for the Rocky IV film, um, anybody who's seen that film might, re might remember there's one part where he's in that barn in Russia, and he basically has like a a rope on like a pulley system and on the other end of the rope there's this bag of like heavy rocks and he's doing like a overhead tricep extension with the rocks and actually in the scene you can see like all the veins bulging out of his neck and his shoulders he's really pushing it he's basically doing like a one rep max on an overhead tricep extension but um, apparently he actually nearly had a heart attack doing that scene and they had to hold production and filming for uh, two months I believe to make sure that his heart was okay so again like you can call the way that he trained stupid uh, sure it is by modern standards but you can't fault the guy's um, work ethic and drive and really I think that he's fully deserved in being the uh, first person that I've picked to do this little series of strength icons on he's been a big inspiration to me just in kind of helping me get into training more i loved the rocky films when i was younger i actually recently re-watched all of the rocky films including the the two creed films and i also re-watched all of the rambo films as well i'll give you guys a pro tip as well if you are someone who um, always struggles to pick a film to watch with your girlfriend if you guys are into a series of films pick the series and all of a sudden you don't have that problem I watched Rocky 2 last night well we know what film we're watching this night it's going to be Rocky number 3 um, yeah but those films are great and if I had to pick my favourites from Rockies I've got, have to go at Rocky number 4 and from the Rambo films, actually some of the later Rambo films are actually pretty good. Um, the thing that I appreciate about the Rambo films is that they're not trying to take themselves 
too seriously. Um, I mean, in the first one, the first one probably has like the most or the best attempt at like a storyline out of all of them. Even though realistically, all it boils down to is two guys get into an argument and they're just both too stubborn to let it go. Is there any law against me getting something here? Yeah, me. Why are you pushing me? Wait a second. So why are you pushing me? I haven't done anything to you. And by the end, the whole town has been blown up by this ex-Navy SEAL nutcase. Um, but the later Rambos are actually quite good. Especially the final one, um, Last Blood, I think it's called. That's a really good film. And uh, like I say, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Some great action scenes. And it's a nice send-off for the series. Anyway, on that note... That is the end of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys are inspired now to go off and watch some great Sylvester Stallone films. Uh, we will be resuming more normal programming next time out, just discussing some general stuff around training probably. But as we go along, there will occasionally be one of these Strength Icons episodes every now and then. Hope you guys enjoyed that, and I'll talk to you next time. dreams you know and by the way dreams cost nothing they're free uh the hard part is just keeping them going and please keep them going because we're here for one simple reason he believed in the dream i believed in the dream and our dreams come true and there's no reason every one of yours can't either